Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Litecoin Underground Podcast. Uh, you know, I don't know what this show is sometimes. I like to think it's educational. Uh, I want it to be entertaining. I want it to be interesting. I want it to be funny. <laughs> but I don't really have a strategy going in. It's not like I uh, created this and thought, oh, I want to make a funny show or whatever. But um, I often tell you guys, like, these shows get a little weird. And actually what I did this week is I took, basically cut the episode in half. And uh, you're going to have two halves from the same week. Because these conversations got weird and we got off track. And yes, the title of this episode uh, is weird because, I don't know, we ended up talking about <laughs> non, what did he call them? Non-corporeal beings, as in uh, maybe non-bodied beings, I guess is what he's saying. You'll, you just have to listen to it. That's all I can tell you. But yeah, we go away from Gary Gensler to Michael Saylor to talking about aliens somehow. So um, I thought it was interesting. We even talked quite a bit about kind of auto, automation and robotics and maybe what is the future of of the economy and even, I guess, our our existence and what's what's life going to be like in the next 10 to 20 years. So um, I don't know. It didn't talk it didn't talk too much about crypto, but I thought it was interesting. So uh, I'm just going to keep putting these things out. If you like them, uh, you know, give me some feedback. I don't I don't really see. I see some reviews. I mean, they're generally fairly positive. But if you want to make suggestions about the show, just in general, from uh, you know, DM me, DM me, DM me on Twitter. Um, I'm always open to critiques, and if you want to hear more of certain things or hear less of others, let me know. So. Um, yeah, I got a couple from this, and then I've got another another one you'll be having pretty quickly. So um, thanks for listening. It's been almost two full years. Oh, and of course, how can I forget? Uh, Cake Wallet, the official wallet of the Litecoin Underground podcast. Always use Cake Wallet. Self-custody your coins. Um, don't be afraid to tool around with the, the wallet a bit, you know? I mean, you can buy... You, know, you can buy gift cards, you can swap in between coins, you can buy on the app. There's just a lot of cool stuff that, they've, that they're have that they doing. I think they're, again, bringing on some new assets soon. They got Bitcoin, Litecoin, Monero, uh, Ethereum is on there, and now I believe BCH is soon. I don't think it's here yet, but uh, you'll see it soon. Anyway, they're always trying to add new things, and so that's always good. Um, so enjoy the show, and uh, have a good week. He will get back on track. So the Gensler testifying, yeah, Chase banning crypto in the UK. Again, these are, to me, stories that I go, okay, whatever. I mean, they feel temporary. It might it might be choke point 2.0, 3.0, where it just gets to be harder and harder to operate. But I don't think they're ever going to stop it, right? Um, and I, no, and I think it's really led by the Democrats. Sorry, but like I really think it's, because if you look at all the all the senators that were talking about talking to Gary, it was like really the, the Republicans mostly that were like grilling him, and it really that was really empowering. I felt like these guys like they were asking the good questions, they were putting pressure on him in the right ways, and making him look like a clown. Um, whereas like you had Chuck Schumer, who was just such a donkey. Fuck what what an ass. <laughs> well, that's their that's their logo. <laughs> uh, another big story is Sailor keeps buying more more Bitcoin, and uh, I'm starting to understand. I don't understand why. Do you guys understand why he keeps buying? I don't. 
Yes, I, can't, I completely I can't put my... get it. Why? Um, want... Because he's the opposite of you when it comes to real estate. He had a company that was competing with Microsoft and Google and, and all the other companies like him, hundreds of them, had to close down. And he was at the end and he's he's thinking, okay, what is an asset that I can buy that's undervalued and that has like a hundred years on it and no one appreciates the technology yet? What can I what's the one sure thing? And as a company with hundreds of millions of dollars, that if he puts it in the bank becomes, you know, less and less over time, he decided I'm gonna go with he could have bought skyscrapers, he could have bought real estate, he could have bought land. Like there's there's tons of other things he could have bought. Bitcoin was the only thing that bailed him out, and now his company is doing great. Like that's why wouldn't he buy more of that? Like I, I don't. He has no other way out. He has to take that risk. I mean, that's that's coming from him. I'm just listening to what he's saying. Like he, this is a guy yeah, I, with I, billions I, I of I dollars. I love what he has to say. He does. <clears throat> this is a guy with billions of dollars it, who's responsible for all the people in the company that that are like. They're basically relying on him to keep the company going, and he's tried millions of dollars in advertising. He's tried reorganizing the company. He's tried acquiring other assets that would help them and like add on to the company, and none of it worked. And the only thing that worked at buying Bitcoin, why wouldn't he buy more? I, I don't get why he wouldn't. So far, it's bailed him out. I mean, unless you think there's some other thing he should be buying. Um. Well, I mean, I, I guess I'd rather see him if he's interested in the success of Bitcoin, spending that money to, I don't know, help develop tools for people to own Bitcoin and hold Bitcoin, take Bitcoin off of exchanges. Why doesn't he talk about that stuff? You know, because that actually would really benefit him if people actually started pulling their money off exchanges, right? Because I think he operates within the business system. And I think like Trump, he believes that like eventually things will evolve and Bitcoin is kind of the Trojan horse and everyone would be forced to use it. I don't know how true that future is, but he definitely believes in that. It just kind of like how Trump believed like the whole doctor system was at least trying to help people. And let's just let this Anthony Fauci guy talk. Like I think Saylor's still in that mode of operation of the world is a place with, you know, schmucks and stuff, but you know, mostly like we got to operate within these systems i mean he's a billionaire come on he's he thinks he he's got billions in the pot of this of dollars of wealth he has a business that runs in silicon valley like that's he is obviously running on these rails and so he thinks that oh these rails will eventually turn towards bitcoin like that's he mm. thinks it's he doesn't think it's going to be a derailment. He thinks it's just going to be adding a, you know, an engine to the front of the cars. You know, that's what he thinks is really going to happen. I, you know, us, you know, we you think know, it's a derailment, but we have the power. We can take our Bitcoin off, Litecoin off the exchanges, gold, silver, everything off. We have the power. We can do this. Everybody's listening. We can do this. Take it off the exchanges. Take away their power. Take away their power. I I don't think Sailor's trying to do that. I I don't think he really cares. He's he's all about uh, making Bitcoin look like it fits into the system. That's what he does with Lightning. That's what he. That's how he tackled the whole ESG thing. Instead of arguing against ESG, he basically 
adopted and tried to show that Bitcoin was the greenest technology. Um, and so like he's always that's his mode of adopting Bitcoin into the system is by proving how it fulfills or Bitcoin fixes this, I guess, would be the statement that he would probably go by. Right. The only problem is he's so heavily invested that he's got a huge bias and he sometimes neglects to mention some faults and some things that aren't perfect and not to invalidate his investment or anything, but sometimes, I don't know, he, the, there are questions that arise and he fails to mention, you know, uh, Litecoin and MWeb, for example, as infungibility as being important. Um, Same problem with silver. And I, he doesn't have a crystal ball either, right? So I'm surprised he doesn't diversify into things like gold and silver, even at the very least. To say, like, like to put all your eggs in one basket is. I mean, it's, I think he's been punished by diversification, right? Like, that's so maybe that's the lesson he's learned is hey, you know, I bought Facebook and Google and Amazon and all these things, and I could have just bought like one of them, the best one, it would have been fine. And I think he's learned that lesson over and over again, you know? I don't know. We'll find out. I'm just saying from his point of view, I'm not saying yeah, I agree I, with I everything he says and, you know. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. What, what, do you, what do you mean he's, I got a question. What do you mean when he says he's the opposite of me on real estate? <laughs> uh, basically, when, uh, for his latest purchases, basically he was saying you can buy real estate, but the biggest a uh, meme around real estate is once you've had it in your family for a hundred years, the, the biggest trope is uh, we're going to lose the family farm because we can't afford the taxes. And then it's this, this movie about like, what do we do to make the business so that we can keep the farm? So it's actually not an asset over a long period of time. It's actually a liability. Um, if you're looking at, I mean, if you look at uh, when I talk about, homes i think of like people owning their own homes i'm not necessarily talking about buying a place that's intending to intending to have it as an asset producing or a uh, income producing asset right well, he's saying like if a farm you, is intended you to be can't actually business. own it is what he's saying they'll just take it from you because you well, can't but afford you, the tax. but you got to live somewhere is the point right so what will happen either, is the either price... rent from a landlord and the government or you rent from the government that's so the price point. will just appreciate and appreciate and appreciate and if you aren't in a job position to pay the taxes on that appreciation, then they just take the land from you. That's what he's trying to say. It's not, it's not as hard of an asset. It's it's not the hardest asset. Well, no, I get that. What he I get was that. To say. But yeah. for your average Joe, it's a really bad. It's really bad advice because people aren't sitting here with, you know, tons of excess income every month, and so getting yourself into a fixed payment, even if it's 60 years like up in canada they may be sub uh, suboptimal but in 20 years it's going to be a great deal you know what i mean no and, even as a homeowner you never want to own you want to refinance at the lowest rates you possibly can like that's it's always what you want to do because again, of again, value you, you the dollars no but down. you're looking at things from a perspective of an investor i'm talking about people who are like their number one thing is like security and they can't they can't take the risks that maybe you and I could take because maybe they don't have the excess income. The number one thing they should do is secure a home for themselves and their family. Period. Yeah, but even best now, to the best of your ability. 
like what if you were in a Canadian market? Would you buy it at these prices or do you think that foreclosures are coming and maybe in that a couple years would be a better time to buy? That I don't know. Because I'll admit it's very expensive. But I still think even if you did that, like let's say right now you bought at high interest rates at a high price. You know, like I bought a house in 2005 and it was like 120000 These are when houses were normal. It was a small house. Great housing crash came. It was worth sixty, and it's probably worth about one hundred and fifty now. So it's now worth more than it was. But the point is, your payment stays the same. When you have a mortgage, your payment stays the same through all these ups and downs. Who cares about the market value of the house? That's meaningless. It means, I mean, it means something for taxes. I will say that. But if the price goes down, who cares? As long as you can afford that monthly payment. That's what's that's what matters for ninety-nine so, percent of homeowners, you guys. So before colonization, we didn't believe in uh, land ownership on this uh, continent. There was no such thing as property rights. You could you could own what you could defend. You know, that's like Bitcoin, right? You can keep you can own Bitcoin. Like some, I think Michael Saylor says, Bitcoin's the only thing you really can truly own. Uh, and there's some truth to that. And I think and this is just my opinion, is that we just abolish all property rights, the, the stupidest fucking rights that anybody ever came up with. They are man-made rights. They're not inherent rights, and uh, they, they're... Uh, they, uh, don't Yo, are you... Dude, are you a, a Native American? Uh, yeah, well, he comes yeah. in here every week, Animal. Come on. Do are you? Because, I mean, you said, you said we, like, yo, so, you, okay, so... Yeah, I see where you're coming from, man. It's First cool. Nations. First Nations are there. Well, I'm an yeah. Indian, as defined by the Constitution, or Anishinaabe, as my people would call themselves. And Anishinaabe means human being, and we're all human beings, so we're all Anishinaabe. Well, that's a very, like, libertarian thing, right? Like, property rights or even intellectual property rights. I know that's a big... Yeah, intellectual property rights have, have stifled innovation for years. I mean, think about like Tesla's patents and everything. For like, you know, hundreds of years, it's been stifling innovation. And it's all about profit. It's only the only thing it's about is profit. And it's protectionism. It's protectionism. It's like protecting your idea so you can yeah so you can profit off of it for a set amount of time before someone else is allowed to use your idea. I mean, I don't know. It's but then the then the incentive to invent goes away if you're not allowed to actually profit off. No, it doesn't. Absolutely I, not. Right. No, absolutely not. I invent things all the time, and I never, ever profit from anything I invent. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, not by not on purpose, just because. That my I, I invent useless. <laughs> I apparently invent useless stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to make a comment on Michael Saylor. Let's y'all believe in Santa Claus. I mean, r really? This guy is telegraphing, this billionaire is telegraphing his moves. If this isn't something of manipulation, I've never in my life been around a, a billionaire that is willing to help the regular people, man. And, and if you don't see this as for what it is, he's not here to help. He either has a purpose for it. Or he's uh, guiding the people because Buffett doesn't tell us what he's doing till after it's done, and and a lot of these big investors. So 
Michael Say was a fucking joke, dude. He lost a lot of fucking money in a lot of investments, and he was, and he was taken care of. I, I don't see the importance of Michael Saylor in any of this shit. I think he was a bad investor that's got taken care well, of because I do, of the I do wonder, that he knows. I've, ar- I've argued opinion. with some people like, like he's got, like, you're running the risk that he's going to sell. I do think that's a very real risk. And a lot of, you know, a lot of Bitcoiners are like, no, he's never selling. It's like, well, you don't know that, right? Like something could happen that could cause him to sell. He could be, I don't know, unseated from his position or who knows? Maybe he's got a kid that's a drug addict. You know, yeah, can <laughs> I just, never know like, what's going to happen, right? The you guys remember, for him. you remember John McAfee and this guy, he had a certain type of energy too. McAfee, yeah, yeah. Which, McAfee. Which was authentic, right? And I mean, fucking guy. Just as he was sunset, Sailor came around to pick up morale. Do you think Sailor's a John McAfee type? I think so. I think he's more composed, <laughs> if you could say that. Uh, like, but uh, Sailor, but could yeah. Sailor turn into Jack Dorsey and just like somehow have some sort of weird go out and take a bunch of DM trips and become a hippie and decide oh i don't want to own anything anymore you know what i mean no Cole i think Car- he probably Lee in that sense go you know what i realize this is money for the people why am i hoarding all this money and i'm gonna sell all but whatever 100 bitcoin thank you why couldn't that happen uh, so uh <laughs> you got simpsons 3113 it's all about bitcoin litecoin dogecoin uh, specifically the chalkboard you guys all seen the, the whiteboard with the the things on it um oh. and uh so and so again? yeah no like the simpsons is supposedly prophetic and it has and it has shown things before they actually happen in reality i mean that's pretty verifiable i think isn't it uh well, or we, it's written by the Illuminati, bro. That's why. Right, 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 right. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, thirteen thirty one, thirty one, thirteen is a is a uh, what a palindrome. Uh, thirteen thirty one, uh, thirteen. Uh, oh, and then Charlie Lee makes his little post about the thirteenth of of. Uh, I can't remember, but it was oh, his half birthday. Time. Yeah, yeah, October thirteenth, first ever episode of. <clears throat> Litecoin Underground was in. Okay, so that's Ooh, maybe I'm part of the Illuminati and I don't know it. So you probably, <laughs> I mean, that's that's very actually, uh, pro, 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 that's probably a fact. <laughs> you don't so even know. Ten, most, most in the 10th year, on the 10th anniversary, on October 13th, most of their 10 13 was my first episode. That, that's how it works. Most of their operatives aren't aware that they're actually operatives. Oh, I'm an operative now. I'm part of the Illuminati. Oh man! You crack the code, Jesus! I mean, just think about it. It's probably a CBDC disguised as uh, <laughs> as a people's. Right, it's too early for this. It's too early. For oh, it's this. too early. I mean, I I'm still gonna believe in. I'm still gonna. I, I love it, you know. But with a healthy amount of skepticism, because uh, and Satoshi Nakamoto actually translates to central intelligence, and uh, I mean. It's just like if it all this, yeah, Google it. I didn't know that. Well, yeah, meta meta Kermit or whatever you're going by these days, meta fungible. There is no second fest. What? 
What's there is no second best. <laughs> no second. I was like, I was like, who is this dude? No, uh, there's no second you know, best. I, I would just, I would just say that um, he's on drugs. Are you gonna say that? I think he's on drugs. I, <laughs> he said I, that I've before always, ordinals were a thing been, too. I've always <laughs> respected uh, his his educational uh, initiatives. The the sailor.org, I mean, literally, is a free app. For anybody, anywhere, to download and get access to college courses, right, uh, and to you know expand at, at your leisure. Um, so you know, I don't know if the dude is, uh, you know, like like I I totally am not on board with his his uh, you know philosophy as far as like the Bitcoin trajectory, right? Like he doesn't mention whirlpool and privacy and you know things things that i value you know means of exchange uh use case but um but that doesn't you know i don't, I don't necessarily see that as being a nefarious actor um I, I think that he's just in in this kind of investor mindset um store of value ish perspective but you know i, I don't think the i don't think the guy is some some uh you know, I don't think he's a bad person. You know, I mean, I, I think he he is offering things for people uh, that he doesn't have to. Uh, and and education is probably one of the best things that you can offer. And, and I mean, it's it's. I agree. Fun. I agree 100 percent. I like the guy. I like the guy. I'm not, I'm not going to say I don't like him. I think he's great. Oh, um, man, you're going far. No, no, I do. You think I'm being he, a hater? You guys think I'm just being a hater? He does get it, but like just like Elon, like man, he talks about Doge all the time. Never talks about Litecoin. What's up with that? It's fucking <laughs> weird, man. Well, they're investing. It's really strange, <laughs> but it's like, okay, so he's pushing it down. He's not, you know, he's not mentioning it. I'm sure he's buying tons, right? Like he must be. But um, <laughs> well, I mean, even, you know, it's funny. Even you know, if you look at like, uh, I mean, gosh, Charlie of all people. I think he feels the number one thing is that Bitcoin survives. Bitcoin is the simplest thing to rally around because it, it ushers in the, the rest of these things. Which I'm it provides I'm certainly a good strategy. An excellent foundation a, for like the space. I have a, I'm, well, you're, look, you're breaking, you're breaking up, Rain. I'm sorry. Anything better now? Yeah, nope. a little better. Yeah, go okay. Ahead. If government suppresses it or people suppress Bitcoin instead of Bitcoin, they push it. That's what you want to get into. If, if the government suppresses gold, whatever they suppress, whatever the coin is, it's like theta, Litecoin to push it down. That's what you want. Whatever they suppress, that's what you want. And you you have to go with, you have to go with that, and Michael Saylor, yeah, he's he's solid. Doesn't matter if it's sixty thousand, sixty nine, twelve thousand, thirty thousand. He knows the end game, and the end game is not the Federal Reserve, and whatever it's attached to. Boosh, man, I said I wouldn't talk. I feel, to I feel like I feel like he's painting a target on his back, and I feel like he's putting he's setting himself up to get wrecked. Is that on purpose or in a glorious way? You know what I'm saying? Like, 
let's say there's some dramatic drop in price and whatever levered because he has some leverage. He's borrowed some money. He's apparently borrowed a lot of money at very low interest rates. What happens if those interest rates go away? Mm. And what good what what is his buying doing to benefit the adoption of Bitcoin? I mean, that's does, what I don't. That's does, what I don't. Understand. Does does it have to be? Uh, does it have to be in in that manner? I mean, or, or can it not just be like this is the wise thing? He feels like it's the wise thing to do right. for MicroStrategy and himself. Right, which like, is what if, kind of Tyson people, was saying. Is he just night? Like, is he just saying, look, strategically, this is the plan. I don't care about truly adopting it. I'm, this is just, I'm whatever, sixty years old and. Well, who gives a shit what happens when I'm gone? <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, I, I feel like, you know, like I, I like safe, you know, I mean, I don't agree with everything, but they're like, obviously like in tandem. Right. I mean, and there's their perspectives is more long-term, you know, versus like someone like me, which is more so of a, like immediate use. Right. Like I, I, I feel like that's the white paper usage is like means of exchange peer to peer. Right. But, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think that he, he's, his mindset is, you know, just for his time here. I mean, it could be for his heirs, it could be for the, just the, the legacy. Um, but he feels, I, I can't speak for the dude. I ain't even going to try, but you know, it, it would appear that, you know, he says, you know, Hey, this is a hard asset. Right. And overall, throughout time, you know, this is going to, uh, you know, reap its benefits. Right. Um, so, well, but he, he clearly understands that marketing is a big part of this, right? If you look at like what he posts and what he talks about all the time, it's not like he's going, look, I just believe in it. I'm going to buy it and keep my mouth shut. He wants the price to pump. If he, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, he could, I mean, it's probably like price action is probably like it it, it doesn't make sense at, at this juncture you know when you have when you have this this in inflationary this this printing right because it is still a risk on asset if you look at the uh you know if you look at like the wall street types okay and you know it's it's like trying to get the perspective, trying to get the people to wrap their mind around like this isn't this is this is like risk off, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> you know, this is to combat all of this frivolous bullshit, right? Uh, but yep. but the only time you see the price move is in uh, you know in, in uh, loose uh, monetary policy, right? You know, COVID, uh, you know, uh, you know, puking money all over the place uh you know that's the big pump right um but when when times are hard i mean it doesn't quite you know reflect what we what we think you know and and, and i think that's kind of like you know maybe that's part part of the angle is to try to keep pounding that like you know i mean th this should not be reacting this should not be in lockstep with like uh you know the nasdaq or you know other other typical risk on you know, right. Have... Regardless of price, I'm buying Bitcoin. Yeah, we'll I'm, not, I'm not being influenced by the market price because it's because when I have the dollars available, I'm, I'm allocating them to a better asset. Yeah. And maybe that's the message that he's trying to send. You're right. Yeah.
Yeah, I mean, really, I mean, the guy's got massive. I mean, he's got to be some big, big, but big ass balls, man. I mean, really, you know, what I'm saying like he doesn't give a fuck. He smashes by, or like I don't even think of it as buy. I think it's just you're converting fiat into into Bitcoin, right? So you know, he's 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 doing it at, at, at a at a uh, you know a, a frenzy. Um, and you know, the thing is, is it, it's it's. I just hope that all the average folk, you know, along the way are trying to accumulate if it works within their world, their life. Right. You know what I mean? Because you hate to see it get saturated uh, into one, you know, one or, or a few hands. Cause that's, that's never good. Right. So. Yeah, well, that's, that's maybe where, when I talk about going back to the housing thing, when I think about if people get into the mindset of like, well, I want to, I want to allocate everything I can to Bitcoin because there is no better asset. And like, you might be right in terms of, um, I don't know, <clears throat> financial return or like technically, okay, I gained a little bit more on this, but like, there's more to life than just turning, making the number go bigger. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you have to, you have to eat you got to breathe air. You got to like have a life. You have to have to have an existence. And so Absolutely. that's why I think you can't prioritize it over those things. And I think that's why that, and I'm not saying sailors like this, but it's just a, this weird mindset inside of crypto. I see Bitcoin specifically that, um, yeah, go uh, houses are a waste of your time. It's like, dude, you, that's yeah. just nonsense, man. You're you're distracting from reality. You're literally living in a fantasy world if you don't think people have to put a roof over their head. Well, most and, billionaires think that way too. Most billionaires rented and, and built businesses. They didn't they didn't spend the beginning years of their life uh, buying houses or doing any of that kind of stuff that we consider normal people to do. They they took heavy risk and they and put great. all of their capital into things that you would call like a Bitcoin, but it was like a business venture or Right. You know, whatever. They're high risk, high reward people. But for yep. every one of those, you know. Everyone wants to be that, though. Everyone, anybody who's in crypto, no, who's watching this stuff, wants disagree. to be one of these guys. What? You think everybody wants to be a billionaire? Okay. I'll, I'll, I mean, <laughs> I don't agree with that at all. I don't we had a show that. called, that was one of the most popular shows ever called Who Wants to Be a Billionaire? I mean, like, it, that was a that's not the I think same you're thing. Lying. I think you're lying to yourself if, if you think that real people really don't want to be rich. That's kind of a strange. I don't thesis, think they want to okay. be. I don't think that they want to live a high risk, high reward lifestyle. I think most people are like, dude, I don't mind going to do my. I mean, of course, win the lottery, great. But they're trying. What happens to just... when your government has inflated all your money away? You have no other options. You put money in the bank and it's gone at the end of every month. You. You went to school, you can't pay off your loans, and you have a job in the sciences or, or at an office, and you're supposed to be getting ahead, but you can't afford a car. Suddenly, moonshot sounds like a good idea, and I think that's exactly what's happening. Risk on is the only risk you can – like, they risked everything good, else, though. and they got the middle finger. You know, that that's that's unfortunate because, you know, that, that puts people unfamiliar with the risk curve – further out into the risk curve and taking substantial uh, bets that that when the shit doesn't work out, they're fucking eliminated. 
right? Welcome I mean, you know, to crypto. Wall Street, no, no, but I, and Wall Street I, in its in its in its own right, you know, push. I mean, look, look. The, the the thing is, is the money sucks, and it pushes people further out to try to at least break even, right? For inflation and all this other bullshit, right? Uh, and and people take speculative bets. They get into derivatives. You know, I mean, I've seen so many people get into options trading and just get just demolished. Right. And some people make money. I mean, this is obviously, you know, there's two sides of it. But the unfortunate part is that the money sucks and it incentivizes people to take risk, to, to take on uh, additional debt that maybe they shouldn't or they wouldn't uh, if you had sound money. Um, so look, I just also want to comment on the house part. Like I pay less on my mortgage today than I did renting. I fucking, I can't believe I waited as long as I did to actually like purchase a house. I don't know why anyone would rather rent, uh, and, and pay, you know, the prices that they, they're, they're charging. It goes, it goes up every year. The house. It goes up every year. Every year. Yeah. Every year. My brother pays, I mean, he's living in Denver, which is nice, but he pays like a couple thousand bucks a month for 750 square feet. And I pay like, I don't know, with taxes, I'm paying maybe 1200 bucks a month to have like a, an acre in a 1600 foot house. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, rem I remember <laughs> thinking, you know, oh, you know, I've been, I've been here at this complex for, X amount of years. I'm a good customer. You know, it's going to be all good. Nah, man, they don't give a fuck, right? The price goes up. The price <laughs> goes up, right? That shit don't matter. But well, because they make they does. own the house. That's the thing that's, that people don't get, or they but they should understand. That landlord, he's paying all the expenses that you would pay as a owner, and he's making some profit. And he's even making enough profit to run, you know, he's run the risk. He knows there's some damage. He knows there might be some litigation. There's people that don't pay, you know. So you're paying for all those bad actors when you're a renter. And uh, yeah, I I just, I, I think, I understand what you're saying, uh, crypto. What am I calling you? Tyson? I guess I'll call you. Big yeah, Mike. Big Mike. <clears throat> Iron Mike. Um, it's just... You gotta you gotta put yourself in the position of like most working people. They expect to work. They go to their job. They can pay they can afford to pay a mortgage. They do borrow a lot of money, but to say to these people like buying a house is stupid, go you should be buying crypto instead, like or even Bitcoin, whatever. You don't know how long Bitcoin could sit here for ten years. We have no idea what's gonna happen with Bitcoin. Still a better investment. But I know but you dude. You have to live somewhere. Do you? You have to pay. <laughs> well, if you want to have a normal life. Like, no, there's there's to, no normal be... life on the path to success, I don't think. that None of these guys well, that are super successful. For you. Oh, I, mean, I, have, I listened to their life stories, and it sounds like, you know, they were dropped from a helicopter onto a game map and just started, like, wrecking house. They, everything they talk about is like, oh, I was here, and I just happen to meet this guy like it's all happenstance and you don't get those opportunities if you are living in a house in a suburb somewhere and you have a regular job 
And I, I don't know, think but they do these most bullshit. people in this space are like Bro. on that wavelength. And I mean, maybe you are. I I'm definitely. I'm talking not. in I general. Travel. I'm not talking yeah. about. I'm not talking about maybe people in this space. But you're you're discounting the fact of like what people are capable of. Like, do you what think do you every think? person in this world is capable of becoming a billionaire if the right circumstances yes. are presented to themselves? Yes, I think we're on the verge of it, actually. Well, because the dollar is going to become nothing. Is that what you mean? Well, that's one thing that's probably going <laughs> you, to happen. Yeah, I know. That's have a funny you met one, most right? people? No, no one has. <laughs> <laughs> no so one has met most people. people. I mean, dude, you go like, just look at your graduating class in high school. You're going to tell me the bottom 50% could become billionaires? Yes. How? Because what's going to happen is at a zero. I think I think Sailor's right in that we're all going to own a piece of this digital thing that's going to be that's going to empower the p- future and 8 billion people are going to become rich overnight and no one saw it coming. I really rich I know this sounds way? like crazy rich optimism. Rich in what way? Rich in what way? What do you mean? How are you going to measure rich? You're going to have access to the same thing billionaires do now and it's not going to cost billions of dollars. It's just like how we live better than kings Who's and gonna queens did in the, Who's in gonna the make medieval times. Who's going to make the things? That Why do you assume it's a who? It's like it's in Star Trek, bro. They have like they have a they've achieved post scarcity. Oh, so maybe so. got to grow the trees, you know? Yeah, yeah. The robots, it, the, the, the little environment will grow the trees. But what I, what I'm trying to say is, technology is accelerating so fast that the difference between like the Middle Ages and now is going to be the difference between like now and 20 years from now. Like it's it's going to be that much different and no one's ready for it. Okay, so let's say you're a person who went and made the decision to buy a house because you're apparently crazy and conservative. In 20 years, you're also going to be able to afford. In this fantasy world, you're telling that person, oh yeah, you'll be a billionaire anyway, so you should take, why why bother investing in crypto if, it's all, if we're all going to be billionaires anyway? Because crypto is the rails to onboard to that system. So, do you want to be the last in line, or do you want to be the first one? Well, doesn't matter. You just said eight billion people are all going to be billionaires. So, what difference? Right, but you're going to have more and less influence. Like, just because I can have access to a yacht any day of the week, it doesn't mean that like I'm the guy running the yacht business, or that I, you know, am running some kind of space mining operation. and selling, you know. How old are you, dude? Why? I'm just curious. How long you been around this mamma jamma? I I'm almost forty. But so you know, you've watched history unfold. You think that future is reality? You think we're getting closer to that today, or further from that? From like 1850 to today, are you know more people fun? less dependent and sovereign and independently you- wealthy today? Or back then. You know what's fun to do is to like look at an exponential graph and then like zoom in really close and then just guess when you think that X squared is gonna turn. Like you know when it is, but when you zoom in really close and it looks like a flat line, you're like, I could scroll forever and this is just a stupid flat line. And so then you- suddenly it turns. So we're at the turn. And what happens when it turns, it's basically a wall. You go from it's been like this for all of human history to it's never been the same every single year since the year that things started to turn. 
And I think we just reached that post uh, Trump COVID, which is the AI thing started to happen and uh, the fusion thing started to happen. <laughs> and like, there's, there's a ton of technological things that start to happen all at once that are just like, did you just see the other day where Tesla has a robot? They did not program it. They showed it videos and it can sort by color with no color sorting algorithm and it can operate fingers and move things like a human and it doesn't have an algorithm that some genius wrote. It has a neural net that was taught by a video and that's it. Yeah. Like, also, just to add to that, I, I just heard that chat GPT can browse the web by itself or something along those lines. Like I, I it always know. could. Okay. The, well, I just, the uh... other thing is it can build the web by itself. That's, a, that's another thing that like, I'm seeing a ton of stuff happening that used to take five years is now taking a month. And, and everyone's acting like, oh, it's just a new normal thing. Oh, look, it's another cool video because we're so addicted to like, oh, what's the next video about? What's the next video about? What's the next video about? We don't realize it's it's been accelerating. I just spent six hours watching videos about this stupid thing. And it's like that was normally the experience I would have in a, like a two year period just packed into a month. Like I've I've looked at some videos on YouTube. Ever look at your history and go, oh, I thought I watched that like, you know five years no it was a year ago oh that seems that's so old how that wasn't a year ago i watched that like at least three years ago it's because the experience of things happening is accelerating and no like we're slowly we're the frogs slowly boiling in the pot in my opinion and we're gonna wake up one day and go what the f happened you know, of this entire linear plan I had for the future is not linear at all. We're all billionaires, and what the heck happened? <laughs> Hold on. I mean, wait. So we're all going to be billionaires because techno technological advancements? Zeros. Because you we, wouldn't because want of, because a of, human working in. It's going to get to a point where you wouldn't want a human working in a factory because a human will screw it up and make a mistake and make the prices go up. You will it, you will expel all humans from jobs because they will screw up the jobs. That's the level of how good the AI is going to get in a very short period of time. It's same thing with driving. Once insurance companies find out that having an AI means the car never crashes, but you still have to pay money for insurance, they're going to say, hey, we require this level of AI to get this price of insurance. And that it's game over. Yeah, I mean, They won't a, let you drive who, anymore. Who, who would want to... I mean, well, I wouldn't want that shit. I want to fucking drive a car, right? And, and you, you will know. be one of those people that goes to a track and gets, you know, checks in and gets... You're a daredevil guy, right? So you're going to be... Or you're going to be considered that. You're not actually... You're just a regular person that wants to drive. But, like, you're going to be considered a person that has a hobby and their hobby is operating motor vehicles but for the majority of everyone in the world they're just trying to get to a and b and watch netflix in between like that's what they're trying to do and they're trying to pay as little money possible while doing it and right. the only thing that provides that is going to be the ai so so this is going to be basically a uh what a universal income essentially situation. you'll own nothing right you'll own nothing so there is no income right there I don't think income will be a thing anymore. Okay. You won't get paid to do something because there's nothing for you to do that adds value. All the value is either created 
by the AI, which is to sustain everybody, or there's a few, there'll be like elitist groups of people like think tanks that think about stuff, and there'll be ideas that go up the chain, and somebody that can execute on that idea better than an AI, or we'll all be talking to AIs, and AIs will implement those things, but it will be more of a discussion and less of a job, kind of like what we're doing right now. Actually, this is kind of like meshing into that space. We're having space, like no one's getting paid right now, but we all do a ton of work thinking about this stuff and looking it up every day. Why? Right. So, so, but so how, how, how do, okay. Somebody, I, I, I want to know who it is. Keep saying zeros, right? But so how do people acquire goods and services that, that cost, right? That have a capital cost. I'll, I'll keep inventing useless stuff uh, free of charge. Don't worry. I'll buy right, it. Right. So I'll on, buy on, it. On, a, on, a, on a large scale, you have the capital to, to, to uh to pay for building this stuff at no charge of anybody else right you can you can put spend that that large amount of money i have a robot already i already have a robot i have a cnc machine that makes stuff for me so i'm already halfway there as soon as i have a tesla bot then i'll just make all kinds of stuff and just give it away i mean always i just have my tesla bot go out and get me some wood out of the woods and cut it into lumber and then build well, how, how does the tesla bot like how does it how does it uh this is what how you're does, does yeah dude, you're dealing itself? with the singularity there's no way we can predict what it'll feel like day to day you ever hear of a wood gasifier so I'll have the Tesla bot loading a wood gasifier when it's not making stuff for me, and then it'll be generating electricity, uh, powering my uh, my generators. <laughs> and when generators break down, I'll just have the Tesla bot fix the generator. I mean, I worked like- at a I worked at a company a couple years ago, and they sold a robot to package sponges. Right. Uh, it took two years for them to figure out how to pick up a sponge. Because sponges are fucking difficult to pick up. Robots, dude, there are so many fucking jobs that robots cannot do or that are not economically feasible to pay a robot or buy a robot to do. I've been in tons of factories. My first job for 11 years, I sat, went in factories every fucking day. That's all I did. And you know what? They don't have a lot of robots unless you're doing super high volume shit. And if you're doing these, because you got people that like they're paying them X amount of dollars and they might say, well, you're going to pack boxes or you're going to, you know, load the machine or you're going to drive the forklift. You're going to do a, a wide variety of different things. The only way you get to pure robotics is if you have like literally one company does one thing, right? Like every soda you buy is going to come from one company. And they can be so incredibly efficient at it that you know, it makes sense. But it's. Dude, it's not reality, man. I'm yeah, it's, it's kind of startling, you know. And I and I and I would I would say yes that there will be, you know, uh, uh, there would be improvements, right? But like, there's there there was a uh, a factory I worked at that that packaged like nuts and and shit, right? Like you know, cashews and whatever. And these machines would. Basically, like the nuts will go on a conveyor and they'll come out and, and they'll disperse them into the bags. I mean, it would blow your fucking mind how much product ended up on the floor because the motherfucking machine couldn't do its job right. You know, I mean, like, yes, probably more, probably they do it faster, 
But if you have, you know, some, some fucking, you know, people that give, you know, they have some type of a, you know, work ethic, you know, they're, they're going to waste less. I mean, there, there's trade-offs to this shit. Uh, well, just, just think about the test, the Tesla. You didn't, you never saw that car. That car wasn't a thing. Like, I don't like 10 years ago, five years ago, I'd never see Teslas. I see them every single day now, like almost all driving. So one parked or all over the place. It's like, uh, things are improving. I guess it's just a question of how, how long it's going to take. Like, yeah, depending where you're at though. I mean, you come out in St. Louis in the city or, or, or in like North County or some shit. Motherfuckers ain't driving no Teslas out here. Well, no. And on top of that, you're, you're talking about the finished product. You're not talking about the kids in cobalt mines. You know what I'm saying? You're not talking about all the plastic parts that go onto that car, the seats, the leather, the stitching, the freaking knobs. Everything has to come together. And not everything is like an assembly line. When you manufacture shit, it's putting shit together, but all that shit comes from somewhere. Yeah, Elon Musk is very good at manufacturing from my understanding. But, uh, I mean, everybody, I mean, fuck, all these companies are incredible at it, but all those components come from these various places. Everything you buy is like that episode where I, in my podcast, I read the pencil one, just talking about making a pencil, how the wood comes from Brazil, the graphite comes from South Africa, the rubber comes from Taiwan or wherever the fuck, like this shit is, (laughs) it's like, you don't understand how incredible it is the things that get made and to think we're just going to go oh we'll just make a gazillion fucking robots like how many people work on the planet today probably four billion people go to work every day and you think we're gonna have four billion robots replicate what's going on between every meaningless job like picking picking different fruits or whatever it might be like people at work at uh different uh, retail stores like you're not gonna make a robot to sit there for six hours or 12 hours a week some part-timer like you're not getting rid of people that's i mean this i is, mean oh, over so, time so i disagree everybody i disagree about I... this already the, the government already did this we, we already have technological unemployment there's not very many people working in factories and uh we're mostly in service jobs and government employment that's it. Maybe not here in the United States, but all your shit's made overseas. You understand? Like everything you, everything, your car, it might say made in America. Everything in that right. car is made overseas. The, the raw materials are pulled out of the ground somewhere. They're turned into resins and resins are put into a fucking box that somebody fucking made somewhere. That's got a bag liner. It goes on a pallet. It goes into a container. It goes on a ship that somebody fucking drives. I mean, you're talking about so many people are involved in a supply chain. And to think you're just going to like in 10 years, we're going to have 4 billion robots. Is that what you think? Well, maybe a few million. What's going to happen? Everybody gets a robot. The, the pri- the, as there's more robots, <laughs> robot. the price of robots goes down. And all, all that has to happen is the price of the robot has to Why? be less. What are the resources? Oh. What comes out of the ground the price- to make a robot? Okay, so the price of a robot is going to go down because of mass production, because Elon's definitely great at mass production. That's how he did Tesla. He's the only one making margins, so you're saying all these people are doing so well at, you know, they're not. He's the only one that's good at it. Um, Where are the batteries going to come from? How are are we going to get that much cobalt and lithium? 
will probably ch change up to something like aluminum. We'll probably go to space and, and grab a meteor, and that'll be good for another 100 years worth of lithium. Um, so what's going to happen is as you mass produce these things, they can be they become cheaper and they become cheaper to make. So it's an exponential curve. So it's not a straight line. And then also all it has to do is be cheaper than one year of labor cost. And a company will go, hmm, I'll buy that. And so yeah. I've used to do factory automation. I know that whenever a machine breaks, they don't buy they don't buy the new sensor. They just tell a worker to go stand there and push the thing over and risk their arm getting ripped off instead of replacing a sensor. I know I used to replace sensors. I used to program PLCs. I used to wire up drives and motors and conveyor belts. I know how factory automation works. I redid HMIs and I did networking and all that stuff. And what it comes down to is every time they do a renovation, a ton of people lose their jobs. And it's mm -hmm. just, it. those renovations are going to start happening faster and faster as the technologies become these guys that run these factories have these ideas in their head of why can't it just do this like a person? And as soon as that thing comes out, that can do that like a person and it costs less than a year's wages and benefits to place a robot there that just is multi-purpose more than a sensor is. And that sensor is overpriced anyway. They can just ignore that thing, hire a robot, not really even hire it they own it forever now and they can train it to do a billion different things until they're done and they want to put that sensor back or they want to change up the whole line and then soon everything gets replaced by those things and i just have a thing there that i pantomime to it and it does the job i want it to do versus having to hire an expert like me to come in and deal with all these rigid conveyor belts and all this this rigid uh, ladder programming in a PLC where I don't even know how it works to I don't even have to hire this fool to come into my factory anymore. I can just order this robot and a ton of problems go away. Who's not going to buy? What factory is not going to buy? Well, into look, that? automation, I agree, is I mean, obviously, it's taken over a lot of stuff. I just think you're overstating how much it can do. That's what I believe. I mean, if I mean, if you look at those videos, there are people that debunked tesla's videos this week but i do think we'll get there eventually well you know it's it's a good point on like the the benefits part because i mean that's a that's a big deterrent these days for companies uh hiring actually hiring on employees versus like getting temp temp uh service right T temp workers or whatever is is that cost of of insurance and other benefits um but uh, I was going to say something else. It slipped my mind. But yeah, that was a good point, though. I, I want to know what Big Chief's meaningless invention is going to be. What's the next one? What meaningless invention? Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invent a piece of wood that will hold my keyboard. I'm working on it right now. It'll hold your uh, keyboard. Exactly. It's going to give me a lot of utility. So, <laughs> I, I want to know: Would you guys? Would you guys get the Cybertruck? Like, does anyone have a reservation? Oh yeah, here? I would love to have the Cybertruck. That'd be awesome. Are you giving it to me? Hey man, the state took my uh, car. No, that wasn't. I was just asking if ever, if anyone else has a reservation. Oh, oh no. you have it. You could give me your yours if you wanted to. No, 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 no. I'm just because you, you know it's. You, because we're ahead. talking about this AI stuff, right? And robots doing all this shit automation, right? And I so have I have a, have a, have a reservation for one of these cyber trucks, actually. 
and I've got the option for full self-driving. And so apparently, I don't know if this is if this is true or maybe it's passed and it's no longer valid, but if you got the option with full self-driving, if you reserved it ahead of their subscription-based model, um, you would have full self-driving installed in the car without having to pay monthly for it. Which if you think about it, like full self-driving in the future, and even right now, it's super powerful. Like you could have cars that drive themselves. You can have, you can like do Uber with your car without even being in your car. You yeah. just have the thing running around town, picking up fares for you, and you collect the profit. And you can also have governments shut your vehicle off. Yeah. If you're a but animal, if you, collect the pro- if you collect the profit, animal, how is everybody going to become a billionaire? Well, a billionaire, I mean, I didn't, I never said billionaire. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. But that's my point. If everybody, if there's always going to be somebody owning something, right? Somebody's going to own this factory and own this equipment. They're going to expect to be compensated for this stuff. So all of a sudden, it's not free, and it doesn't every, really make a difference. Every refrigerator microwave is going to earn crypto, and nothing free. Everything you have is going to earn crypto, and so <laughs> let them take Uber. How are you going to earn crypto? Crypto. Oh, what if you use the car's cooling microwave. systems to cool off your crypto miners while you're mining crypto? Or what if you I use like the, the, the you know that super crypto. what's it called? Like they have that super uh, oscillator? No. Where do they the have Rand, that pump? Superchargers? No. Question. no. Hey, Rand, the Rand. I'm, hey, the Rand. I'm going to, hey, bud, I'm going to mute you. You're just, you're really muffled. All I hear is like background noise. Sorry, man. I don't know if you got your hand over your mouth or you're covering the, the mic up or what, but get yourself in a better spot. All right, Animal, go ahead. I'm sorry. Hold on. There's a thing. It's an octavalve. An octavalve, right? This thing in the cooling system of the Tesla. Have you heard about the octavalve? Basically, it's this crazy valve thing. I can post it up in the chat, but uh, it regulates the the system's cooling. So it's not just like it's the Tesla's cooling. It does the battery cooling, cabin cooling, whatever else cooling there might be, uh, air conditioning and seats. I don't know. Whatever. All the cooling systems are integrated with this octavalve. Um, and if they can use that while the car is charging, for example, um, maybe it's a cool down crypto miners, for example, you could have a little container inside your, your Tesla that uh, hosts a miner that might be modular that you can swap for like another miner down the road, a better one, uh, but that uses the cooling system in the downtimes to efficiently cool or yeah, to cool your, your crypto miners while you're charging up. Uh, just a thought, like, of things that might happen. What's possible with the... With I think I'm going to change this episode title to Litecoin Underground Disagrees with Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I want to argue with you guys on every point tonight. Look, this guy's trying to come up back up. He's got me blocked. can't believe I'd be, he'd be so disrespectful. Uh, what's his name again? Sir, Serp... He's drunk. Should I bring him up, Big Chief, just for fun? Like two minutes or no? Hey, Lycorn Underground, I have a question, man. Yeah. Uh, you didn't respond to my DMs about like how much crypto you think is uh, like essentially like dead. I don't know if there's a term for it. Is there a term for that? Uh, I don't know. What do you mean? Like how much crypto is dead? How many different coins are dead? Like shit that's well, lost. No, no, no. Right? Like, 
Yeah, like not recoverable. Lost without the chance of being recovered. I have no idea. I know on Bitcoin there's a number everybody kind of adheres to. I would say if it's been gone longer than six or seven years, you could probably feel pretty comfortable. I mean, if it hasn't moved in... Or maybe if it hasn't moved in 10 years, you'd probably say it's probably gone. Do do you think that people are actually capable of self-sovereignty? Like custodying their own whatever money or whatever? (laughs) Fuck no. Fuck no. (laughs) I know. He didn't didn't ask me. My bad. Sorry. I'm passionate about this, though. All right. Go ahead. I'm I'm not convinced they are either, just to be honest. But I was just curious. Yeah, so I, I, I've always argued or at least stated my case that this is not a mass adoptable uh, technology. People do not want to take their own keys. They do not want to be their own bank. They, uh, convenience is the carrot, right? And that this is, uh, if, if this is something that people get, like the, the masses, it's not going to be the white paper. Right. It will not be the white paper. It's going to be asking for permission to use a permissionless system, forfeiting your data, KYC up the fucking ass. Right. I mean, this is not going to be the white paper ethos. Do you think there's a possibility there could be like um, multi-sig systems that you uh, you are unknowingly like holding backup keys for other people in some kind of file sharing I think animals talk about like ZK rollups, right? Like you have some encrypted keys, maybe you don't know you have, but they're a backup plan for somebody else. Well, what good is that then? <laughs> yeah. If you well, kind of like, like, well, kind of like the 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 uh, what IPFS or whatever, right? Like maybe you're you're bought into a system, you're incentivized to hold the keys, but you're not, but you don't know whose keys they are. You don't know what fragments you own but they can be reassembled for people and some, I'm again, I have no idea how this shit works. I'm just saying like, maybe there's a future where we could all rely on each other to, uh, hold fragments of each other's keys in some way. I mean, I, you know, look, gold, gold and silver, right? The, the two, two of the, two of the most hardest assets and self-sovereign ish assets that you can even that you can have out there. I mean, I don't know how many people you know that actually hold physical gold and silver, but I could probably count on one hand how many people I know. And maybe my demographic is a little different than other people, but I I would say most people aren't like the top 1% type shit, right? So you have, you have, this has already been done. People aren't holding the the vast, vast majority of people aren't, self-custodying precious metals right which which right. for the longest has been the best opt-out tool from this financial well, most people cloud. don't self-custody anything they don't self-custody cash they don't self-custody stocks you can't i don't think do stocks you can't do gold yeah so i don't most, know i mean I, yeah. I i always have said that you know i i just you know the actual sovereign aspect of this right like literally the permissionless you know the the um you know unalterable you know nature of this hold on can i just say think about like how many people like lose their common stuff i mean maybe it's harder to lose a seed phrase than like your comments the common things or whatever but like people lose their phone all the time people lose their keys 
I mean, I guess if you, I guess it's probably more difficult to lose uh, your seed phrase than that. But I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I would be curious to know how much like Litecoin is gone forever, basically, due to uh, just locked in somebody's wallet somewhere. It's pretty, right. How, yeah. how much do you think? No clue, man. I, yeah, I would look, there, you had to guess. There's a chart on BitInfo charts that'll tell you how much hasn't moved in nine years. Uh, I think that's the longest it'll go. So, I don't know. Go check that out. Let's say, I mean, if it's 10%, let's say it's 10%. There you go. No way is it 10%. Million. No way. What? Dude, you're asking me for a random number. I don't know. <laughs> you can't I mean, disagree with me. <laughs> it, it could be more than what we what we think. You know, if, if those that got into it early when the price was, you know, heavily suppressed or, or cheaper and they were able to accumulate, but they didn't understand the gravity of the situation. Maybe. I think there's more Bitcoin as a percentage of the chain lost than there is Litecoin. Because when Litecoin came along, people did know that it had value. You know what I'm saying? So those people that were mining in the beginning were very aware, like, okay, there's a marketable value to Bitcoin. There's going to be a mark. So they were more conscious of that, where maybe early Bitcoiners were a little less like, this thing has zero value. It had zero value for like two years, I think, right? Where there's essentially nothing going on or maybe fractions of a penny. Right? Before any exchange really opened up. Am I wrong in that? Anybody a historian here? You're talking about Bitcoin? Yeah, I mean, there wasn't a real market for about 18 months. Suppression. They suppressed the things they don't want you to buy. That's Litecoin. Pennies, remember? Litecoin, pennies. Oh, I said I wouldn't talk. Sorry. Uh, it's all right. You're all right as long as I can hear you. Just there's times when I think you've got the phone like in your collar oh. or something. I can't hear you. Not not the collar. How much how much Crown Royal did you buy did you drink tonight? All of it. <laughs> What's that? Uh, is that a, is, are those little bottles of fifth? I, I don't I've only had Crown Royal a few times. I it's handles. But I'm actually leaving. Handle. Fucking hey, bro. I'm actually leaving tomorrow morning and I'm going to the silver symposium in Vegas. Anybody here? And they're going to be talking about silver and crypto and everything. Um, Carlos, Carlos Estrada, the guy, the watches guy is going to be there. Coin Vigilante's supposed to be there. Good. He's a little pointer. Yeah, yeah. He's. I think he's got a booth or something. I'm going to see the economic ninja. I'm going to see the uneducated economist. And I'm bringing my own crown, trust me. But I'm going to be there. And man, I love that. that I thought you said you're going to be at the Sober Symposium tomorrow. <laughs> he said never, Silver. Never <laughs> said that. Just trust me. And actually, I'm taking empty flasks and they'll let me through and I'll buy my crown there. Uh, genius. Because you can't take a full flask on the flight. They just make you pour it out. You just got to uh, fucking uh, where, where park, park a lot, pimp that shit before you go on and just smash it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving Sacramento, but I've 
I'm taking my son to the symposium and we are doing 40 bucks a piece for three days and just renting scooters. It's only like 0.8 miles from where it is to our, my hotel. It's going to be so awesome. Oh, that's cool, man. That's yeah. Fun. And it's, it's silver, it's crypto, it's uh, real estate, it's stocks, junior miners, it's everything this weekend. It's crazy. I can't even believe my son is going with me. Oh, wait, I'm paying for it. Right. Wow. 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 Well, that's what's up, man. You got to share the experience uh, with us next hey, time. Man. I, I, hey. I, I, oh, sorry, man. This is like going underground, right? Are you the host here? Yeah, what's up, man? I just, I, I think I might just follow you. This is a random thing, and I think you don't. For, you've been here before, man. I think oh, no, so. You know, what, you know what? I think I talked to you in Clint Westwood's thing maybe once. That might yeah, be I've been trying to get Clint to go to Vegas, and he's he's gotten to know his limitations. I know. Man, it's and he actually proved it right. I, I put so much pressure on him to go. I told him I had his ticket paid for. I put cigars up there, and he knew his limitations. That's good. Well, hey, uh, Crypto Tyson, I wanted to... I got to say, Crypto Tyson here went to bat for Charlie Lee like hardcore this week, dude. What was up Oh, with my that? God. <laughs> I don't know if I want to get into that. You know the Monero guys have been kind of you know what it feels uh, like? oh. sketchy recently. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I like that community all that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. <clears throat> no, it was it was very interesting to just see. Oh yeah, you based off some speculation with no one named and you know Coinbase paying to make a regulator stop you know bothering them. Uh, what? It's Charlie. I'm like what? Let me give these guys the background. It was, uh, you know, the whole thing with Coinbase with wash trading. What it was is, I think it was and Andrew Bailey, right? Originally posted something where it was uh, Charles Hoskinson, Charlie Lee, and Safa Dean. And I think this was from like a couple years ago. We're on a panel together in Singapore for something. And everyone was talking about Safi Dean always now. Why is he hanging out with those scammers, right? And this guy went off on Charlie being a scammer, and yeah. So you took his defense. So I, I just want to give some precursor to that. It was all based around the Coinbase thing, right? I wasn't really defending him. I was all okay. In a way, yes, I'm defending the idea of innocent till proven guilty. I understand the civil. He was trying to do like the whole. Let me explain to you how the civil court system works and if there's a preponderance of it i'm like i don't you're supposed to be an anarchist first of all why the heck are you telling me about like trusting the legal system to prove anything and then second of all they didn't name him and all the evidence you presented about his tweets are all screenshots they're real they're real tweets bro okay cool they're real but the thing is none of them said that he did any bot programming or wash trading well he wasn't charged the whole time it's just it's nonsense projecting so that they could say Litecoin is a scam because this guy's a scammer and you know who, you gotta who, know who your was history, saying this? bro. Who like was it's saying? just nonsense. A Monero guy, bought. a 
Body Anarchist or something like that? Uh, look, I follow the guy. I like some of his takes, but he just argues with everyone. And so I took him on a little journey for a little bit. But then I was like, okay, this is boring. You know, it was just... After yeah. a while, you realize that some people just like... Just, they want you to just agree with their mindset. And all I was trying to say is, you don't really know if he's a scammer. You're kind of projecting like all this stuff. It's it. I'm just telling you facts. I'm like, okay, you're telling me a bunch of facts that are very circumstantial and don't actually like name him. So like, that's cool if you want to believe that. But like, I'd rather just not believe that he. I. He's never acted that way in any other capacity. So like, I just don't believe it. But like that, now, it's a, it's a belief. That's what it people, is. Most people, most people are the same folks that you know Charlie sold the top type folks i mean you can't you can't even it, it it just doesn't compute right i mean well the, and they also asked that question which was like oh what well why did he sell right after that and all that and he's just dumped on all those guys i'm like i think what happened is in my opinion because you should be saying in your opinion instead of saying it's fact i'm gonna say in my opinion even though <laughs> i have the same facts in my opinion uh what happened was it made him sick to even be mixed up in it and that he could possibly be accused of this stuff because he has all this Litecoin and that's what caused him to sell. Being not guilty would also cause you to sell just as strongly as being guilty. Actually, if you were guilty of it and there was no repercussions, you might hang on to it because then you could do it again somewhere else. It doesn't make as much sense as they were trying to portray. Like they're trying to say all these things line up and it makes sense that it points to him as a scammer. And it really honestly is in my opinion, is 50-50. It could go either way, and he was trying to say it was like 95-5. So, can, uh, can you interject? Here's where no, the thing is going to be so powerful that Charlie said, <clears throat> this is such a hot potato, he sold it all. And it'll be, Lycone is the right coin. And he had a, a lot of it, just sell it all right then and there, and it's not centralized. And that was a perfect thing for Charlie. When he had already when he announced it, he had he had been selling over the course of like the the previous four or five months. Yeah, so he was already he was already done a couple weeks before he even announced it, and he also it wasn't selfish. Every day before that, he said, uh, "Hey guys, don't get fucking crazy. This is likely to go back to twenty dollars." I remember reading that, and then fuck that guy was a hundred percent right. Super honest, not scammy at all, w wanting to distance himself from the whole thing. Uh, and I get that when he sold it, it uh, looks suspicious, but I think that's the only time he could like really. He yeah, wanted to do it as quickly time, as possible. Right? So when he, when he announced it, you gotta remember it's when he announced it. Go look back at when he sold. He sold like October, November, December. He made like three measured sells. He didn't. He didn't just go. Holy fuck! It's four hundred dollars. I'm dumping my entire stack. He'd already made this plan ahead of time. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Vitalik sells Ethereum every once in a while to keep the Ethereum Foundation going. I'm pretty sure. Like, it, and a ton of people jump on that and say what a scammer he is too. So, I, like, there's always going to be people like that. Like, that just they connect all the dots. They got the conspiracy board, and they they know 100 percent everybody's motivations and. Like, maybe he's right. I'm not saying that he's 100%. Like, there's a possibility that Charlie's not. I'm just saying, why do you have to present it that way when you don't have definite proof? Like, there's no reason to behave that way. But Yeah, I'm still of the mindset that even if 
even if he did that, I just don't understand what that has to do with anything. It's not like it, it doesn't change the protocol. He didn't have coins ahead of time, right? He didn't have like undo, uh, he didn't like pre mine. He's an actor in the space. If you want to say, okay, he's maybe, maybe, okay, maybe let's say, let's go, he's a scammer, whatever. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't change the fact that Litecoin is this protocol that runs relentlessly, right? If it's Charlie like, Lee is a scammer, Justin Sun is 20 hundred times the scammer he is, and <laughs> Tron is doing just fine. Like, I, I don't understand why, why don't have like way stronger scammers up on the thing and and just be like that guy's like why are we looking at charlie lee like the most quiet soft-spoken dude and Chris, like, i need charlie I naguchi i need charlie naguchi track suit <laughs> right he, he's talking like it's richard hart up there or something like, i don't <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny we should we should we should get a bounty together to put charlie in a gucci track suit and uh pose in front of a lamborghini just for just for the lols as they say <laughs> you know I forget. Can you imagine charlie in a fucking tracksuit that'd be so fucking great hey, i always animal. forget to ask people oh go ahead sorry no 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 go ahead go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I always forget to ask people, like, or or at least think to myself, like, who hurt this anarchist guy? Because he's obviously super hurt by like people that made a lot of money off of crypto or something, you know? Like, that's that's obviously the motivation. I at the time I'm thinking there has to be a lot. Like, he's got to follow the logic and just at least admit that like, he just doesn't know. He couldn't do it. He had to hold on to it. So I'm wondering, like, there's got to be something where he got hurt somehow through some kind of scam, and now everything he looks at it's like that guy made money on crypto it's fucking scammer you know just i don't know well he's a founder people look at first of all founder that's the number one thing which i think charlie probably should stop calling himself the creator or the founder because that, that has negative connotation but something you said a couple weeks ago was really interesting to me we were talking about kind of taxation and looking at how the state has us looking at each other as the enemies right like we we're we're suspicious of our neighbors as opposed to suspicious of them i think you said right oh yeah definitely and i was telling that to my dad this week and this that's this is a good example of that like what the fuck bro are you like are you really coming at light coiners like you're gonna spend your energy bothering to fuck with litecoin or whatever it might be or dogecoin i always take these certain chains where i'm like these are so harmless these are not your enemies dude these are not the people to spend your energy fighting. And uh, it's just those ticky tack arguments are where I just, I start to zone out and I've lost so much interest in some of these crypto things. And I do it too, man. I perpetuate it with my nitpicking the lightning network or people like Michael Saylor. When in reality, it's like, fuck is that guy, that guy ultimately is pretty harmless. You know what I'm saying? It usually starts off for me as a funny idea in my head. Like I read something and it sparks a funny idea. And I'm like, let me just comment this funny thing. And they are completely opposed to it. And I'm like, well, no, no, I'm just trying to say. And then, and then it turns into me trying to justify and then turns into them getting mad. And then I'm like, why are you so mad? And it, yeah, I just got to end it with, oh God, and just not respond, you know? Yeah. But it's it's hard to do sometimes. It's very hard to just not get upset at these people. I actually quit Facebook for like two years 
And I was going back today and looking at old Facebook posts. And I was pretty proud of myself. I used to get into some political stuff. And uh, I kind of would like to on here sometimes. But I just feel like it's not worth the energy. One I was really proud of was when all the statues were getting taken down. And I was like, man, those pyramids are going to be a real bitch to take down. I thought that was hilarious because pyramids were built by slaves and everything. <laughs> but anyway. You mean aliens. Slaves. Yeah. <laughs> aliens. Fuck, dude. You now you're gonna bring it back now you're robots and aliens. You're I'm in sorry a, about you that. That's what they, sci-fi. I love sci-fi. <laughs> Sci-fi's my favorite. How do you think I have all these crazy ideas? They're not mine. <laughs> Uh, maybe aliens had robots that's probably what it was aliens had already figured out robots they traveled multi-dimensionally because that's the only way to logically get here and then uh, built the pyramids for no particular reason right where there happened to be a lot of people right humans from the future man not aliens (laughs) like terminators and shit came back in time (laughs) If you build it, they will come. <laughs> Absolutely. If you build it, they will come. I think non-corporeal beings, they didn't have bodies. Uh, they create, they, they intermingled with the hosts of life that were here and created humans out of other things. And then they were trying to get gold for some reason. And Earth has gold on it. And, they, <laughs> and if you look at all the religions, they're like... Be, beware of like the temptations of the flesh because they could actually download their brains into flesh and it's kind of like an experience that you don't get being like in the non-corporeal form and so there's like this uh in my opinion i think that that's a cool story to go off of i'm not i'm not saying it's true or something at least you at least you prefaced it with in my opinion (laughs) in my mind that's a cool (laughs) idea like that's a cool ass idea and then they came here they had these crazy bodies with like and they had all crazy sex with each other and shit and they're like oh damn we forgot what's like to have bodies and they're like no half of us we gotta leave and then the other guys were like no i'm screwing this bird bitch you know and that's that's isis and you know all the egyptian gods and stuff it's all that and it we make it sound like this legendary thing but it could have just been non-corporeal uh technology where they knew how to do like genetic engineering and download their brains into different bodies and shit and then it got fucked up and most of them left and then that the orgy is were the orgy that was left over from that basically and that's the pyramids you know but who knows I just think that's an interesting <laughs> story because I think I think it all gets fucked up if you do that so I guess say I always laugh at how these spaces take some weird turns but you're you're on the top you're at the top of the list of some of the weirdest turns i'm sorry (laughs) oh jesus christ man